What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Heated Rivals podcast. For those of you who don't remember the sound of my voice, it is Sean Robinson checking in as always. Uh, it's been quite a while, and I'm sitting here with the one and only Mr. Zach Durkin. What's going on, guys? And Sean, I really do think that they remember your voice. It's I mean, only been a week. Uh, it's been like two. No, we, we, we put one out two weeks ago. Did we? Yeah, we just didn't do it last week. Oh, well, it feels like an eternity when we don't get to sit down and uh, talk some NFL football, but I'm glad we're back doing it. Uh, our, like you said, our schedules have been a little wonky over the last couple of weeks, but we're going to get back to putting out more consistent content. And, you know, we have a lot to talk about. It's been a crazy last couple of weeks in the NFL. Um, some big trades have gone down. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, some teams are really starting to take some uh, take shape with our two favorite teams being at the forefront of that. So that's exciting. Yep. Um, it's a heat of rivals first, Mr. Durkin. I don't think since we started this podcast, both of our teams have been, you know, at the forefront of the NFL. Well, to be fair, Sean, we really kind of started this podcast up when the Giants were running QB sneaks on third and 10 from their own five-yard line. So there wasn't really much time for these teams to grow during this time. But no, I'm, I'm super hyped, dude. Being 6-1 and one at this point in the season, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, usually it's me who's having all the fun right now. And I, I mean, I, we're sitting at third in the division, and I still like where we are. It's just kind of weird to, have, to kind of be in this spot. I can't, I can't lie to you. But um, we'll get to our games in a little bit. Uh, some things I wanted to touch on that we haven't really discussed. Uh, the last time we talked on this podcast, the Yankees were still actually in the playoffs, and they have since been unceremoniously bounced from they the playoffs, suck. as they do every year, by the Houston Astros, who are now down one game to the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, Which I'm happy about. Yeah, because, I was going to say, we yeah. have to talk about that, because I personally will not be watching a single second of this World Series. Listen, I, I get that you don't want to root for Philly, and I share that sentiment because fuck Philly, but my favorite player of all time plays on that team, and that is the one Bryce Harper, who probably would have won his third MVP this year if he had stayed healthy, but I just want to see him get a dub, man. After he left Washington and they won, I, I felt bad, but hopefully he gets it. Go Phillies, fuck the Astros, but back to the Yankees, dude, they fucking suck. Yeah, man, it's... it's they gotta I, figure something out. They gotta figure something out. I think it's time to clean house, and I think that starts with Brian Cashman. But does it really start with Aaron Judge? I mean... Do they give him the bag? They have to give him the bag. They'd be stupid not to give him the bag, and if they don't give him the bag, Zach, I'm changing my fandom. Can I just tell you one thing? Someone once told me this. Regular season, you make your name postseason you make your fame and he didn't show up this postseason like he wanted him to this year the way that he played in the regular season 62 home runs probably going to win the mvp let's be honest and he was pretty much a no-show in the playoffs i mean the yankees as a team were a no-show in the playoffs so i think it's a little bit of a bigger issue than just aaron judge but um i thought garrett cole pitched pretty well yeah not really I, I need a bigger performance out of you in in game two against the Astros. I'm sorry. I, I, I You can't have those big – he just – it was his bugaboo the entire season, the big home run, and it happened to him again. So it just, just seeing the Yankees go down the way that they did, it was very disheartening. And I don't want to harp on it too much because we got some NFL to talk about, but I just felt like we had to get that out there because 
I hadn't put my thoughts out there for a while. So one more thing I want to touch on regarding New York sports. Looks like the uh, New York Knicks finally have a point guard, huh? Yes. Brunson's playing we his mind it. off right yes, now. Yes, he's going crazy right now. Number eleven up there in white. Doing some nice things. I like what the Knicks are doing right now. You know, they just got their butts kicked last night by the Bucks, which is to be expected. Giannis Antetokounmpo, greatest player alive right now. So, you know, I'm not too upset about that. But I do like the direction that the Knicks are heading. I'm thinking maybe like a six or a seven seed this year. The East is wide open when you think about it. I don't want them to have to go through the play-in. So I'd be a lot more comfortable with a five or a six spot. But yeah, I mean... I still think that they're like a superstar away from really being a legit team in the East, but I can't complain with this for now. Maybe R.J. Barrett takes that step. Which he so far has. I mean, he's got to get more efficient as a scorer, but, you know, maybe one of these disgruntled ex-All-Stars wants to change the scenery. You know, it always happens. But um, let's get into some NFL talk, Zach. We're already in week eight of the NFL season. Can you believe it? It goes too fast. It's, it's kind of depressing. Like It is. The offseason feels so long, and then you're sitting there waiting, going through free agency and the draft and all that kind of stuff. And then the season comes, and you know some people, unlike us, have to go through a miserable season. Sorry, Jordan. Steelers looking pretty bad right now. But, yeah, man, it's it's. I'm happy that we're in the midst of it, but I'm, I'm going to be sad to see it go. Well, hopefully for us it ends with uh, quite a long run into the playoffs. And, yeah, we still got, we're still we a couple months away from that. But let's get into some Week 8 action. Um, we didn't put out any picks last week. We actually just flat out forgot to put out the post. We kept them so. internal. There was a lot going on at the 1 o'clock hour in my household. Sorry, guys. Whatever. But, spoiler alert, I won this week in the blind confidence pool. Yes, you did. I think I snapped like a 7 or 8 game week uh, losing streak there I, I believe you did and uh so, you got your what i think it was your your two-point play three-point play was it your was it kansas city kansas city beat the chiefs gotcha gotcha no i'm sorry kansas city beat the niners kansas city couldn't beat the chiefs what the fuck am i talking about anyway uh all right do you want to start off with blind confidence pool and kind of work backwards and then talk about the games sure, or, sure, sure. all right let's do that all right so for the blind confidence pool for week eight uh i'm gonna start off with my one-point play and sorry zach I'm taking Seattle against your G-men this week. Can we just talk about the Giants-Seattle game right now? Because I feel like we just need to go over it. I mean, because I don't know, man. We for sure can. Would you like to? Would you like to hear why I think the Seahawks are going to win this game? Yeah, let me hear you why. Two two words, actually, th- three. Kenneth Walker the third. That man is a problem, and listen. You can say what you want. He actually was a quarterback for you at one point in time. But Geno Smith is playing lights out football this year. And honestly, this might be the best overall offense you guys have played this year up to this point in Hmm. Seattle's. I got to give them some credit, man. They're doing some things. I know DK is, you know, he had that weird patellar injury last week. So he's going to be a little bit banged up if he even plays. But it's up in Seattle, a notoriously tough place to play. You know, I know the Giants have had some success up there uh, with your boy Colt McCoy, I think, was the last one to get a dub up there. Colt McCoy and Wayne Gallman, baby. Oh, my God. Anyway. And Alfred Morris. Well, none of those guys are on the team anymore. Thank I, God. Albeit you do still have Saquon and Daniel Jones is doing his thing. I just think this might be the game where the Giants get got a little bit. You know, probably riding high from being 6-1, and one, which they very well deserve to do. I mean, they've played... 
How can I explain how the Giants have played football this year? Because it has been good. It's exhausting. Yeah. See, at, you can you can of, attest to this a little right, bit better. So at the end of each game, I'm like, it takes years off my life. It's always so stressful. Like, I'm sitting there fucking like red as fuck, yelling at the TV like, come the fuck on. I mean, literally last weekend was a perfect example. Like, the Giants almost, almost... Gave that game away against the, uh, the no, Jags. No, no. They did not. They did not almost give that game away. That game was almost handed to the Jags by the referees. I think we can all agree that they were horrible the whole game and even worse down the stretch than that last drive for the Jaguars. Not going to get into that, but I hear your argument. Kenneth Walker is pretty good, but he's a rookie. And Seattle's offense without DK and maybe without Tyler Lockett, it's going to be a little shaky. Now, Geno Smith has been playing well, but... Balling. Typically, the team shuts down in the second half. And what's the Giants' strength this year? The second half. So I could see them maybe going down at halftime, maybe like 17-7, 17-10 or something like that. But the adjustments that the coaching staff makes, and if Daniel Jones keeps playing, keeps doing his thing, mistake-free ball, making good decisions, rushing for over 100 yards a week, Saquon's (laughs) doing his thing. I mean, the Seahawks have the 30th-ranked run defense in the league. So you're looking for Daniel Jones to at least get 60 yards. I think... At least. That's what you figure. He's, we got to see how it plays out. We got to see how it plays out because I think the Giants are going to really grind the run game with Saquon. I don't really see anybody on that defense that can really kind of match up with him. Do you? Um, like, not like, really. Like, like, athletically for athletically. I mean, Tariq Woolen is no, a he's fucking good, but stud. Tariq Woolen's not going to be flying on like No, like he's not. I, I mean, yeah, Seattle's linebackers are a little suspect. Tariq's nice. He's going to have a good day because he's locking up Marcus Johnson, who I fucking sent to the shadow realm last week. He <laughs> oh, that man. Ball. So did Daniel Jones. He fucking oh, laid into God. him. Dude, but then that- he like, see, this is where I don't, I, I would have liked to see Daniel Jones double down. And then he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like, come no, on, bro. We don't want, no, no, no. No, double Danny down. Dunn, he's not that kind of guy. He, I, I want to see you double down. Nah, take man. leader. I mean, listen, he, he has taken... Take, no, he has. Okay. I, I misspoke. I was, I was he's he's definitely <laughs> taken leadership this year. And that's probably the area of growth that I've seen the most out of him, to be honest, is his leadership. Um, and that, you know, it's, it's worked out really well. But can, can I be honest with you? I think it's his confidence coming back, too. Fair. I think Dayball putting him in positions to do well, and he's actually doing it well and making it work, and he's seeing it actually produce on the field. I think that has a lot to do with it. I think that the mental game of it is bigger than the actual physical. Because there were games last year where you saw him; he was kind of like a robot, you know, on and off the field. This year, he's a lot looser. He's a lot happier. You see him a little bit more animated on the sidelines. He's fucking. He's fucking putting all of his fucking like heart and soul into this team. And to be honest with you. I think he's back next season. They'll like make it like a two to three year deal. All right. So, I, I mean, we were talking about the blind confidence. Well, I think Seattle's going to win because I think they're going to be able to control the ball. I think they might turn Daniel Jones over. I'm thinking a fumble at some point in this game. I just think he's due for one. Um, and I think Seattle, you know, wins time of possession. They go down. They put touchdowns on the board, which I, I know the Giants still have a little bit of trouble in the red zone from time to time. Uh, and Seattle actually has one of the best red zone scoring offenses in the league. So when it's all said and done, I think a field goal gets it done. So when it comes to my blind confidence pool, I know I only put it at my one point play, which shows how much confidence I have in it. But um, yeah, I think Seattle gets it done. Love Kenneth Walker here. All right, Zach, I know that was a little long winded, but uh, let me get to my number two point play. Don't know why this team is not favored in this spot here. Um, the Jets. 
they're getting two and a half points at home against a really bad New England Patriots team that just got their asses handed to them at home, mind you, by the Chicago Bears, who are nine and a half point underdogs to the Cowboys this week. Just throwing that out there. Um, what? What? Who? Who's coming up with these odds, bro? I mean, I feel like this is free money right here. I mean, yeah, this might have been the worst week for me to lose because I like your picks, but I don't see how you can go against the Jets in this situation. Like, they've shown that they could be really potent on offense, putting up 40 on Miami, albeit they didn't have Tua or Teddy Bridgewater, but, hey, they don't play defense. The Patriots, like you said, just got blown out at home by the Bears, who we all know how bad the Bears are this year so far. Is Bailey Zappi the guy? Is Mac Jones starting for them? Who knows? Uh, They said Mac Jones is going to start, man. All right, then give me the Jets fucking... I might take the alternate spread in our fucking can't-miss parlay that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but um, I would take them like minus 10. Really? That confident, huh? Bro, the Jets are playing really good. MetLife's going to be popping for them. Happy to see it. Should be an interesting game. Uh, But yeah, I'm rolling with the Jets plus two and a half. Give me that all day. Uh, And my three-point play, 49ers... Minus one and a half. I took this a couple of days ago. We agreed that we would keep uh, our original picks out there instead of adjusting with the, um, the newer ones because we're now recording this, what, on Saturday? Like two days later. Yeah. Uh, but the other day I took the Niners minus one and a half because that's where the line was at. I still feel that confident. I think it's now moved down to even. Um, so either way, it's, it's going to be the 49ers for me. I think this is going to be a big Christian McCaffrey game. Against the Rams here, Rams are not that great of a team this year. Just don't feel great about the Rams. Matthew Stafford is clearly hurt. Their defense, I mean, still has Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, but the rest of those guys, could you name another guy on that team? Okay, exactly. So give me the 49ers. I think they roll here after getting their butts kicked by a, a fucking offensive juggernaut in the Kansas City Chiefs. So I don't really take that that loss for the Niners uh, to heart. So rolling with the 49ers here. What do you got for this week? All right. I'm not used to being in this situation. So I'm going <laughs> to start with my three-point team. Ready? I got Atlanta minus four. I think they take care of business against Carolina. And, you know, crazy fucking thing is that game is for first place in that division. Uh, insane. I mean, this we're doing it again. This is going to be another game we talk about because <clears throat> who would have thought by week eight in the season that – the Panthers versus the Falcons would be for the NFC South lead. Falcons with Marcus Mariota. Is Drake London playing still? Yes, he is. The ghost of Kyle Pitts. Cordell Patterson is still all right player. It's just crazy to me that the P.J. Walker-led Carolina Panthers took care of business last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are in a fucking free uh, fall after getting their ass. Not their asses kicked, but... They they should have won that game against the Ravens. I'm they sorry. Just lost though. Lost. Absolutely lost. And with the news of Tom Brady's divorce coming out the other day, it it's kind of all coming to a head for the Tampa Bay Bucks right now. Giselle can join the club of Eli Manning and Nick Foles of those who have taken a ring away from Tom Brady. Wow. Damn, Zach, you're really on a roll with these zingers, bro. I got to give you a lot of credit. I guess so, but yeah, dude. Talk about that game real quick for a little bit. Lamar Jackson, he's got to get that bag. He has to. I don't know what else he has to do. I mean, just pay the man. He's he's top five. He's top five in the league. I'm going to have to put him there. We broke the wall. Yeah, we we finally did. But anyway, um, back 
to the rest of your blind confidence. All right, we're getting sorry, off, topic we got off track here. there. <laughs> My two-point play is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals taking care of business against the Cleveland Browns. I think their offense is going to be a little too much for the Browns to handle, and I don't think the Browns' offense can keep up. You know, you heard the news about Jamar Chase missing some time. He's not going on IR, but T. Higgins... Going to miss at least a month. Yeah, that sucks for them. But, you know, they are pretty capable at the receiver position with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Yes, they are. My fantasy team is quite happy about that because I drafted that stack this year of Chase and Boyd, and it's paid off well so far. Yeah, that's what you want to see. And they still have Joe Mixon, who's a hell of a running back. So give me Cincinnati minus three and a half. And then my one point play that might surprise some people is Washington plus three against the Colts. Okay. You you got faith in uh, Taylor Heineke? I just don't believe in Sam Ellinger. How Fair. do you go from the quarterback, Matt Ryan, who is fourth in the league in passing yards, and put in a... Was he a rookie, Sam? I think he's his second second or third year. Who has no playtime whatsoever. So, I mean, you're telling me that they're going to go and beat the commanders? I don't know. Frank Reich is trying to jumpstart some kind of a spark to that team because they... Honestly, they're one of the teams I'm really underwhelmed by this year. And it's kind of sad because I thought... Last year, they had a championship-caliber defense. I know that defense isn't playing as well as it did last year. And, you know, Shaq Leonard has been hurt this year, which, you know, he's one of the best linebackers in the entire league. So not having him on your not having him on your defensive unit really hurts. But I don't know, man. Frank Reich, kind of on the hot seat right now. He's kind of get to, got to get his shit together. Or I don't know. I think his time in Indianapolis might be up. Yeah, probably. So... Those are my three picks from my blind confidence pool. The score currently sits at 22-9. to nine. Made up some ground there last week. So. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I've, I've had a couple of bad back-to-back weeks. so It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, we'll see. I, 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 think, I'm, I think I'm due for a, a clean sweep this week, so fingers crossed on that. Let's get to the fantasy guys. Might as well, right? Might as well just knock those out. All right. So we want to reiterate, or actually we should just probably state because we actually haven't said this on pod. We're not really ranking these guys anymore. We're kind of just giving you five guys that we really feel are going to be big plays for the week because it's kind of hard to rank them, to be honest with you. And I think it's just better that you you hear these names and then you guys play them as you see fit. So first guy for me this week, I don't know how you don't play him, especially with Zeke out and going up against the 28th ranked rush defense in the entire league. Tony Pollard is him. He is this guy on the Cowboys offense that is the lightning strike. He can score from anywhere on the field and he can still catch it out of the backfield. And I think this is going to be a a big Tony Pollard game where we look back at the end of the season and say, that's why Tony Pollard's worth X amount of dollars. So give me Tony Pollard this week. Another guy I'm really liking this week. I've been throwing him in this category the last couple of weeks, but uh, namesake, my boy Brian Robinson Jr. I know he hasn't gotten the touchdowns that we would all like to see, and those have been going to Antonio Gibson. But with you know Gibson's name being on the trade block, I don't know how much of in favor he's still in with the coaching staff, you know. I think Brian Robinson needs to start getting those touches on the goal line, and I think this is going to be a good week for him. So love Brian Robinson Jr. here. Uh, A guy that you were big on this week, you know, with the news of, unfortunately, Brees Hall going down for the season. Jets did make a trade to kind of, you know, fill that role, I guess, kind of take some snaps away from our guy that we're throwing in this week. But Michael Carter, man, I think he's still explosive. I think he can still do it between the tackles for them and give give it to him on the goal line, man. Let him punch it in for six. No, exactly. I think James Robinson comes in and fills that Brees Hall role pretty nicely, but he's going to need a week or two to catch up to speed with that uh, playbook and that offense. So 
I think until that time happens, Michael Carter takes the bulk of the carries. He's good out of the backfield catching. So, like you said, explosive player who's going to create some offense for that Jets offense. Word, word, word. So, uh, another guy, if you are streaming quarterbacks, which if this guy is on your waiver wire, you probably are looking for a quarterback this week. Um, Tua Tungavailoa. I think he's going to have a big week this week. And for what I'm predicting to be the highest scoring game of the week and the Dolphins visiting the Lions, I don't know how you don't play him this week. Uh, Lions, worst defense in the entire league. They gave up the most points. Oh, they're going to get absolutely shredded this week. I'm looking for Tua to throw at least four touchdowns here. Look for him to be incredibly efficient. He might even get one uh, on the ground in this game. So, big game out of Tua. And to close it out, Listen, we talked about it earlier. That Bengals offense with Joe Burr is humming right now. I know they're missing Jamar Chase, but this guy had a big game last week himself, and Tyler Boyd, look for him to fill, to fill that role seamlessly. Him and Joe Burrow have a great connection, and I love him this week. I hope you're right because I need him to be my receiver one this week. With news that Debo Samuel is not playing, it's a rough world for my dynasty team. Tyler Boyd, I need you to be my Superman, all right? Not weird that I said that. No, not at all. Not at all. If fantasy people understand. They, they'll understand. Anyway, uh, let's get to the can't miss parlay that, oh man, Zach, if we had put out our can't miss parlay last week, we still would have lost. Yeah, but we would have got, got closer. <sighs> We're getting there. We're so close. We're not so really, close. Like, kind of. All right. Let's throw it out there. What do we got this week, Zach? All right. We got the Jags money line. Feel pretty confident they can take care of business against the Broncos at home in London. Oh, yeah. Jag, Jags easy. Easy, easy, easy. We're going to throw kind of a wrench in this one, a monkey wrench in this one, Sean. We're taking the New York Jets alternate spread, minus three and a half against the Patriots. Oh, we're feeling that confident about the Jets. Honestly, like you said, I don't know how they're not favored. The Patriots have shown me nothing. Honestly. I mean, they're Bill Belichick. Okay, yeah, sure. Matt Jones has not played well. Bell, he's happy. Uh, whatever. They're just playing well right now. They're 5-2. and two. I expect them to be 6-2. and two And they're home. So, Go Jets. Go Jets. Next, we're going to take the over in the Las Vegas and New Orleans game. Oh, it's easy. And a half. Easy, easy, easy. This is like a 31-29 type game. Taysom I, Hill leading the hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Taysom Hill. This is the Taysom Hill game. So we should have thrown Taysom Hill in this in our fantasy guys. Let's yeah, throw him in there now because you know he's going to score like three weird ass touchdowns. I can't stand Taysom Hill. I hate it. I always end up going against him too in weeks that he goes off. Um, this week I'm not, but I I think I think this is going to be a Taysom Hill game. All right. Well, I hope for your sake. Lots of points. Lots of points, but. The last one on our can't-miss parlay, San Francisco, Los Angeles Rams, over 41.5. I was a little was a little questionable about this one. Yeah, like, where's, where's the offense coming from? Because it's not coming from the Rams. Oh, oh. I mean, when I looked at this line and it said 41.5, I immediately thought over. This screams 24-20. Screams 24-20. Why? I, it, it, Debo's out. Listen, McCaffrey's there. Another week in that system. Kyle Shanahan will find a ways to use him in space, and I think he's going to have a Debo-like type game, to be honest with you. Uh, so if you have him on your fantasy team this week, you're welcome. All due um, respect, if he has a Debo-like game, he's not walking out of there on his own two feet. Oh, stop. Oh, stop that. Stop Debo's that. so much of a tougher runner than Christian McCaffrey is. Um, Cap. Cap. Christian McCaffrey is elusive. Cap. He's I think prone. I think he's a tough runner. I just don't think he was always used in the best way in 
Carolina, and I'm excited to see how Kyle Shanahan is going to use him this week. I still don't understand why they made that move. Why not? You gave up basically your entire draft next year for a win-now team. Who still doesn't have their quarterback? The who's team hurt. is getting old. You don't. You still don't know what you got in Trey Lance. This could go bad soon if things don't work out for them. It could, but for the right now, I think it's going to work out for them. I think it does get them into the playoffs, and I do think when it's all said and done that they are that the best team in that division. I know the Seahawks are doing some things right now. The Rams suck. Okay, the 49ers are definitely the best team. By I'd default, say. I think by default, yeah. By default, because come on, it's I mean, Seattle. Don't I mean the Seahawks are in first place right now. They got a big game coming up this week against the New York Giants. I know, I know, and I'm predicting them to win. But when I think it's all said and done, the 49ers will be at the top of that division. Let me ask you a question, just randomly right now. You think Geno Smith is better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Right now? Yeah. Yes, I do. So. Right now, at this current moment, as we're both sitting here having this conversation, yes, I think Jimmy, uh, I think Geno Smith is playing much better than Jimmy Garoppolo is right now. Okay. Well, typically in this situation, better quarterback will prevail. Would you be surprised if the Seattle Seahawks walked away with that division? If they keep playing with all they do? Yes, I would. I do. Because I think that the 49ers as a team are better than the Seahawks. I mean, we can stack it up how you want it. I mean, no, I agree 100%. I think the 49ers are much more talented on the roster. But, yo, it's fake. It's been a fucking weird year, dude. The last like, it's been a weird years year has been kind of crazy. I mean, you want to know how weird of a year it's been? How weird? Aaron Rodgers is going into this game against the Bills as a 10.5-point underdog. It's gotta be like He's what? never been a 10-point underdog in his time, life. Right? In his life. And... Honestly, I think the Bills are going to absolutely demolish them on Sunday night. You think they cover? Oh, easy. Easy. The Packers are bad. Why are they bad, though? Like, do you, Is Aaron Rodgers not playing well? I mean, is it the play calling? I, think, I know they have a tendency to give up on the run game there you immediately. Go. There you go, just bro. chucking the ball downfield. Aaron Rodgers is trying to play that fucking Superman hero ball you referred to uh, not too long ago. And... It's not really working because you don't have Devontae Adams. You don't have a guy who can you just you can just say, all right, go win. None of his receivers are doing that right now. Randall Cobb was doing it for him early on, and they had a little bit of success, but he's hurt. Uh, Sammy Watkins, motherfucker can never stay on the field. Romeo Dubes has been very underwhelming, and Christian Watson has been flat out bad. Well, he hasn't even played. Exactly. So right now he's throwing to Robert Tanyan, who, shout out, to my fantasy team, I got him. He's been giving me some uh, some value right there. And fucking Amari Rodgers, who's was exclusively returning punts for them. Why are Aaron Jones and uh, AJ Dillon not getting like sixty five percent of the offense? I wish I fucking knew, Zach, because I was the dumbass who drafted AJ Dillon in like the fourth or fifth round, thinking I was gonna get a lot of touchdowns out of him. Yeah. He has not won this season, bro. Not one. Yeah, I, I I traded him. I'm I'm so upset by it, to be honest with you. And I'm hoping there's a little bit of a boom towards the end of the season, but they have no semblance of an offense right now, do the Packers. And their defense has been getting kind of worked a little bit, especially in the run game. So I think the Bills are going to just flat out take it to them. Josh Allen is playing at an all-world level right now. So do you really see anything different happening? No, it's in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 34-20. 
Oof. Kind of game I can see. I can see the Bills putting up a 40 burger. The Bills are the Bills are the best team in football, Zach. Let's not get it twisted. I know the Eagles haven't lost a game, but the Bills as a team are the absolute top tier of the NFL. They are the class of the NFL right I think now. it's them and the Chiefs. Yeah. And then the That's, Eagles. Yeah. Probably. Speaking of the Chiefs, just traded for my boy Kadarius Tony. Oh, uh, I, I was I was waiting for you to bring it up. Let's talk about it. How do you how do you feel about that? He's finally gone. You don't have to worry about him anymore, and the potential no longer rests on the Giants to unleash him. You know he's now going to become a stud for the Chiefs, right? Well, I mean, if he can stay healthy, which by his account, his own tweets, he, he was. was apparently faking his injuries <laughs> to not have to play. I don't know. If, you think faking, or do you think we talked about it earlier? The Giants were trying to, I guess, quote unquote, save him from himself. Well, I mean, when you have three hamstring injuries in a span of what five weeks something's up i mean i don't listen my football career is done i'm retired after my last mishap <laughs> we won't we won't talk about we that we won't right talk now. about that right now <laughs> so before that i could probably go out there run around and have a good game and you know for my standards if i can go out there and run in the cold and fucking jump and do what i gotta do there's no reason a professional athlete can't like what? What is he doing? It's too. He's too busy standing in the fucking studio, fucking making his rap songs. But and that's fine. But he has fucking more cat. He has more songs on Spotify than he has catches in the NFL. Sean. Oof. Damn. He's played in what? I think out of, out of the twenty four games that he was a giant, he played in twelve of them, and he had I think forty one catches for four hundred and twenty yards, no touchdowns, barely played, and I think a majority of them came against. Your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and in a game that I was in attendance for, actually. So take take like 200 yards and about 10 to 13 catches away. What have you got there? I'll take the third and the sixth round pick, which is way more than I thought we would be able to get for him at this point. The third surprised me. But I do see him being successful in Kansas City. I see him kind of filling the Tyreek the Tyree Hill role, but not being Tyreek Hill. But you uh, know, Maybe more like knows? Dante Hall. Who knows? <laughs> I thought that was a great comp for him. He's yeah. going to go in there and... He's going to make people look stupid. It's just like, what the fuck? Why, why couldn't, couldn't it happen here? Why? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I mean, some people just aren't built for New York either. Yeah, you could tell in his media sessions. Media some clowns. But he would always like fucking jaw back at them, and it would always be a problem, and it would always be something talking about. And we don't really want that. So I'm happy with what we got back for him. Good luck to him in Kansas City. I think the receiver room is really thin. Maybe we make a move. I heard the Giants might be interested in Jerry Judy. Kenny Galladay is still out and non-existent, so. Well, I would personally love for my team to make a move uh, for a receiver. Uh, they made a move this week, and we're going to talk about the Cowboys in a second, but I want to talk about this move. Um, they traded for an ex-giant. Yes. Are you familiar with this? I'm sure you are familiar with this yeah, one. he was pretty good when he was the Giants. Jonathan Hankins, bro. Ex, uh, what, was, what was it, 2013, I think he was drafted out of Ohio State. Um, you know, he's going to come in and play nose tackle for us. And I think for what the Cowboys needed for their defense, which was the one little bugaboo that they've had all year, they've been a little leaky in run defense. And I think he's going to come up and he's going to be a space eater. And I really like that move. Going to be a very underrated move when once the season's done. Uh, but we were talking about receivers before, and you mentioned Jerry Judy. I would love for the Cowboys to go out and get Jerry Judy. I think he would fill that like Amari Cooper type role that, you know, we had for a couple of years as, you know, the route running specialist. You know what I mean? 
You, see, you don't need a receiver, Sean. Yeah, we do. No, you we don't. really do. You just you just paid Michael Gallup. You have C.D. Lamb coming up on a contract extension. Noah Brown, he's been a serviceable number three for you guys this year. What do you need Jerry Judy for? He's coming up on a contract too. He's got two years left on his rookie deal. Listen, it would be an embarrassment of riches. Yes, I'm I'm aware of that. I just want the little extra spice to my offense. And we're here now, so we're going to talk about this game. Um, the Cowboys last week. Took care of business against the Lions, I think you'd say, right? We were both sitting down watching the game from. They played a good game. They I played a pretty good game. I wasn't watching it with you, but I mean, it was a, it was a, it was closer than I think it needed to be for the majority of the game. For the majority oh, of the yeah. game, it was like a ten to three type type game. So Cowboys were in control for the majority of it, but the offense really wasn't there. Well, what do All you right. expect? It's Dak's first game back. He's got to knock the rust off. I, I mean, get how did it. he play? What did he, what did he do? Did he, he did all right. Out? I think he threw for just over 200 yards. Got a touchdown in at the end of the game, which was great to see. I think that is going to build towards this game against the Bears. But um, it's my defense, man. That's, that's what I can hang my hat on. And I really, truly believe that this is the best defense in the entire league. We saw contributions last week from my guy, Sam Williams, who flat out just deboed the ball from Jared Goff, which I thought was pretty impressive. I mean, he only played 14 snaps, two sacks or two tackles, a sack of a forced fumble. I'll take that. You know what I mean? It's coming from all angles. And you still got Micah Parsons. And Demarcus Lawrence is having himself a resurgent type year. I know he's not getting the sack numbers that everybody would like to see, but he's been a pressure animal for my defense and really truly the heartbeat of what that defense does. So definitely glad to have him there. And as far as this game is concerned with the bears, this could be a trap game for the Cowboys if they don't get started quickly. And I know you're probably thinking the same thing because bears coming off of a nice win against new England. Not going to lie. They did what they needed to do. Can't you just see, Cowboys doing what they need to do on first and second down, right? Getting them into third and long. And then Justin Fields kind of doing what uh, your boy Daniel Jones likes to do sometimes. Just stepping up and gaining however many yards to pick up third downs. And you know those are fucking backbreakers, bro. I can just see it happening. I can see it. I don't... I think you're being a little reserved, to be completely honest with you. I don't think this Bears team is good. Their offensive line sucks. And like you just alluded to... Demarcus Lawrence is having a great year. Micah, Micah Parsons is doing his things. Uh, Sam Williams, like you just said, the defensive line is eating right now, and I don't think the Bears really are equipped to deal with that. Corners are gonna. Who who the fuck do the Bears? Ha- who are they throwing to? I I listen. I hear you, and I think, you know, when it's all said and done, you don't I'm, have to worry about Robert Quinn on the other side of the ball. Anymore. Also true. Also true. I actually forgot about that until you just mentioned it. So that. Makes me feel a little bit better. You're going to have to see him against the Eagles. Which makes me feel a little bit worse. But uh, anyway, I mentioned this earlier and when we were talking about our fantasy guys. This is going to be the Tony Pollard game if it all goes right. And if we're all, t- and if Tony Pollard is him, like I say he is, how everybody else feels that he is, um, this is going to be the game where he comes out and he rushes for over 150 and two tutties and completely just controls the tempo of the game, a la Zeke in 2016. So I'm hoping for that. I think it could happen. I think there's like maybe a 55-45 chance that it does. Do you think that if Pollard becomes the guy for them, 
that Zeke stays on like a little bit of a reduced deal? Or do you think he tries to go get like no? I think I think Zeke stays because I think him and Tony Pollard are close. Like I don't think it's like a jealousy type deal. I think they know how they need to be effective for the entire season. Um, and we saw what happened when Zeke was not healthy, and Zeke is dealing with a little bit of a knee issue this week, so he's probably not going to – he's most likely not going to play. And I think that's great. Keep him healthy. Keep him rested for when they hopefully get into the playoffs because um, you want him fresh because in playoff games, he's money. He's been money ever since he's stepped into the league. Once he go, gets to the playoffs, he's been great. It's just how effective is he, you know, after – taking a beating like he has over the last seven eight years of his career man you want to try to keep him fresh so tony Pollard's is going to have to have to have a big game for us and honestly i think they're going to let dak uh rip it a little bit so i'm looking for a big game out of uh, my receivers cd lamb and michael gallup i think they're both going to have at least 50 receiving yards hopefully uh, if not both of them get a touchdown because i think they're they're going to give Dak the keys to the car back finally this week. So. You think they're going to unleash him? Yeah, I think so. At least I hope. And if it goes right like I think it has in the past, I'm sure we're looking at a big Cowboys win when it's what, all said and done. What happens, Sean? Now, this is just hypothetical. What happens if he comes out, lays an egg, throws three or four interceptions? Do you look back to Cooper Rush until Dak, Dak. kind of figures it out a little bit? Zach. Don't don't hit the space Zach, bar. Don't hit the space bar. I'm about to hit the space Explain. bar. Explain to me. No. It, it's it's erroneous. It's erroneous. It's completely absurd. They're not going back to Cooper Rush unless Dak cannot play. And even if Dak couldn't play, I think they would try to go make a trade last second. I don't know who they would trade for. But if that happened and Dak got hurt again, this is all hypothetical. They would go and make a trade. 100%. Okay. But it's not happening because that's not something that's going to happen. I don't even know why you'd put that out there. You're a terrible friend for that. I don't have anything else to say about this game, Zach. Cowboys minus nine and a half. Good day, sir. Well, that was pretty harsh, Sean. I got to be honest. But Close the episode, please. All right, man. Well, like you said, we're closing the episode. Thank you all for listening. Visit us on Heated Rivals Pod 15 on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter at Heated Rivals 15. I, don't, I I never know what to do when to go into one of these. You're usually the clothes guy. No, I, I have no more words for you, Zach. Well, we don't use TikTok anymore, like you all know. Yeah, TikTok sucks. Fail. It doesn't suck. We just don't know how to use it. Help us, please. We'll pay you. We'll pay you. Zach won't pay you. I'll pay you. <laughs> all right. I mean, if, if that's the case, then let's do yeah. it. Let's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I open up my wallet and he's ready to go. But anyway, again, thanks for listening, guys. For the Heat Rouse Podcast, I'm Zach Durkin. And I'm Sean Robinson. Take care, everybody. Peace.